theyeshiva.net. So the point we uh, began to explore yesterday's shir, the beginning of the Maim of Hinei Anachnum Almim Alumim, was that in in various svarim, particularly of Pnimiyas Atayra of Kabbalah, there's the famous, the famous concept called Shviras HaKelem. Literally, it means the breaking or the shattering of the vessels. And the way it's described is that every vessel contains a light, an energy, an air, and the vessels broke, so they're not containing anymore the light. A vessel, when it's broken, cannot anymore function as a vessel, as a container, because it broke. So the substance, the whatever was in the container, also must leave because it can't be contained anymore because the vessel was shattered. It's the literal meaning of a shvira, of a shvira of a keli. And the way the Kabbalah describes it is that this is the meaning of the kings who were in Edom before the Jewish people ever had a king at the end of Parshas Vayishlach. Seven kings died that these represent on a spiritual level Obviously, in addition to the literal interpretation, but they also are a, a parable or a metaphor or an allegory for what's called seven kings of Taihu, who all experienced a shviras hakelim, a breaking of the vessel, which is called vayamas, vayimlech. They reigned; each one reigned vayamas, and it went through some some death, some major transformation, where its function, the way it was before seized because of something we call a nephila that the kalim broke and they fell he says first a place called ban of atzillus which is a source of bri yitzirah and then from there into bri yitzirah he says what fell there's the falling of souls falling of malachim and there's the nephila the falling and transformation of koichasalakim of divine energy and when you say they fell in Tabri Yitzirasi, it means they actually became a source of life of Bri Yitzirasi. Which means that Shvirasa Kalim is not a, a little thing. It means that it's somehow essential and indispensable to the entire story of the universe, universes, all the universes and the story of creation. So, the first thing we learn from here is, when you learn about spiritual stuff, so it's described as events, the breaking of the vessels. So we always imagine somehow there's vessels and they're shattered and they're broken and there's a lot of chaos, like an explosion, <coughs> like an explosion, Pashat. And things break and are fragmented and divided into pieces. But, and it's hard for us to extricate ourselves from physical images because that's just the world we live in and how our brains work. But really, the explanation in this Maimir teaches us that it's all metaphoric, meaning when the word Shvirah Sakelem is used, it's really, it's using a metaphor of something physical, but it's really just conveying a concept. It's conveying an experience. It's conveying a certain emotion, a certain attitude, which allows us to be able to appreciate it in a more profound way. When you say Hashem created Shviras HaKelim, there was a Shviras HaKelim, what does it really mean? 
It means in the metaphor of the Balatanya that when you have Beis and Resh and Vav and Chav together, you have a word. In other words, the letters become containers that express an idea, an insight called Baruch. When you break up the word and the letters are now in different locations, different regions, one letter is here, one letter is there, essentially, technically, everything remained the same. There's no difference. In other words, Sphiris HaKalim doesn't have to look dramatic. <laughs> Nothing happened. The Beis is here, the Resh is here, the Vav is here, the Chaf is here. And yet, everything that happened before is gone. Everything that happened before is gone. Why? Because their separation creates their isolation from each other. And the isolation that they each experience does not allow them to see themselves any longer as a keli for an ayr. There's no baruch coming through me. Sorry, I'm just a resh. And now I have to struggle to figure out what a resh is. So I go to therapy to figure out what's a resh. What's the value of a resh? Who I am? I can't see myself anymore as part of the whole because the Beis is on his journey and the Vav is on his journey, the Chaf is on his journey. What's this? So this is all a marshal. What's this a marshal for? Okay. <laughs> I thought marriage was supposed to undo Shvidas HaKalim, but okay. <laughs> there was once a professor of English, so he uh, turned to his, he was talking to his students, so he asked the students if anybody knows, a teacher of English, he wasn't a professor, so he asked the students if anybody knows the difference between, in the English language, the difference between a battle and an engagement. So one student said, yeah, one is before the wedding and one is afterward. It's just a joke. It's just a joke. I know it's early in the morning, but it was just a joke. He said what he said. It just, uh, engagement. Oh, you just got it. Okay. <laughs> so now we can understand what's this a marshal for? That Shviras HaKalim, that was some weird explosion that happened. Shviras HaKalim is responsible for the very paradigms that underlie our instinctive attitude towards existence and towards the world. Generally, there are four worlds that we speak of, Atzilus, Bri, Yitzir, Atzilus is the world of Achtas, the world of oneness. In other words, the cosmos, the way it's experienced as one. And then you have an evolution into a world of Bria, a world of Yitzira, and a world of Asiya. We inhabit the world of Asiya. When I say we inhabit, it doesn't mean the other worlds are not here. Our consciousness is usually formed in the paradigms of the world of Asiya, which is the world that we all inhabit. Now, no two people inhabit the same world. That's a fact. No two people sitting in the same room are experiencing the same reality. You can have two people sitting in the same room. 
One is experiencing bliss, the other one is having a headache, one is angry, the other is elated. So no two people are ever living in the same world, even if we're physically living in the same world. Because what you bring into the world, what you see in the world, defines the world you're living in. We all understand that. Your attitudes, your feelings, your perspectives, right? It's uh, it's part of the human condition. So we already see that a person could be living in one world. The other person sitting right near him is living in another world. It's the same table. It's the same cup. But the glasses, the same glasses, but the glasses, what I see is a different reality. You're sitting in front of a person. One person is experiencing this. Another person is experiencing something different. But generally, in generalities, this is the world of Asiya. The unique characteristic of Bria and even more Yitzira and even more Asiya is division. Metzias. What do we mean by Metzias? There are Bruyim, Miminim, Miminim, Shainim. There's endless diversity of creations, spiritual or physical, and each one struggles to maintain its own identity. And that's how we define ourselves in terms of my identity. My zahus, my mohus. No. The, the, he says the first, the, the, the is not part of Shreya Sakelem. The first process of Shreya Sakelem is that the kings fell down to shame ban of Atsilas, which is the source of Bia. That's the lowest space of Atsilas, which is a source of Bri Yitzirah That's where the Kalim, so to speak, fell into. And from there, they fell into actual Bri Yitzirah What do we mean they fell into it? Again, we're using physical language. It basically means the Rebbeinu Shalolam decided and chose that from a concept of complete unity and oneness, there should be a concept of Shvira Sakelam, which allows for the Kali not expressing that Ayr, and each letter becomes an independent letter. And he said that Hashem himself, Atzmus Hamatzel, is Yachid is completely one. Creation, the way we understand it, all of the created beings are not only with ribui, tremendous multitudes, so much, but also with division. Division is, there's a fragmentation. Survival, what is like survival of the fittest. I don't mean here survival of the fittest in, in scientific terms or pseudo-scientific terms. I just mean the concept, I am I, imein anili, let's use that expression, is better. Imein anili, mili. Pirkeyovus Hillel says, if I'm not for myself, who will be here for me? And in many ways, that's called responsibility. Responsibility means nurturing who you are, the people around you. But the, the, the definition of Bria is that everything is a yesh v'dava b'fnei It's self-contained. And the Balatanya puts, puts, writes the words, which are very poignant words, that it's amitis hamenaged alamitis achdusay baruch hushenoid muvada. Essentially, this is the ultimate opposition to the truth of his unity. There's nothing outside of him. The cardinal state of reality is that all is one. <coughs> so how do we experience? And it's not an experience that's by mistake if you're having a bad day. It's, it's, it's ingrained in the definition of life. Every nivra, from a human being to a mammal to a fish to a bird, many ways to a cell to an atom. Living organisms, inorganic material, everything is, has its own metzias. What's the process that allows reality to go from oneness to absolute division 
and fragmentation. That process in mystical language we call Shviris HaKel. So it's just a process that we have a name for it. The name for it is Shviris HaKel. What does Shviris HaKelem do? Shviris HaKelem means that the Kelem are shattered, meaning they're experiencing themselves as individual particles. As a result of that, first of all, there's so much, because there's a base and there's a Reish and there's a Vav and a Chaf separate. When they're together, there's no base Reish, Vav, Chaf. What is there? There's Baruch. And the letters are just facilitators, Kalim, conduits for Baruch. The base and the Reish are different, of course, but they're not really different. They're just conveying the idea of blessing. But when they're broken apart, suddenly there's so much, there's four. And this is just a marshal of four. You have four, and you have 14, and you have 400, and you have 4,000, and you go add inf- till, till infinite numbers, more, more, more. How many creatures are there? How many species are there? And within every species and subspecies, and that's living organisms. And we're talking about the physical world, the spiritual world. Every star to every galaxy, to again, every little uh, mosquito and bee and every tiny insect or reptile and every tiny mole- every molecule or, or atom or cell or subatomic particle. Over there, the numbers really get pretty. Uh, how many subatomic particles are there above them? <laughs> Too many. <laughs> Deep. But it's not just many. It's very bediuk here, he says. First of all, there's many. Without it, there's no many. There's one. Even if there's many, there's one. Bez Reish Vav Chaf is not many. It's not four, it's one. Because it's because you hear the oir. When you sense the oir, four become one. When you don't sense the oir, four become four. When you don't sense the light, you're not the conveyor of a message. Four and four is not one. Four is four. Base is base and resh is resh. So you have the alphabet has twenty two letters, but remember those twenty two letters allow endless configurations. Just the letters uh, Aleph, Base, Gimel, Dalad can be configured in uh, twenty four. And you go one more letter five Aleph, Base, Gimel, Dalad. You have one hundred and twenty configurations. 120 ways of, of a stand, and each, each one is different. That's one, that's in terms of quantity, but also in terms of quality or in terms of identity. It's not just there's many. There's also a pirud, meaning it's not just there's you and there's me and, 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 and so there's two of us. It's not anymore two of us. It's you and it's I. It's not just there's 10 of us, there's a 100 of us. You know, there's a, a self-replicating cell. So there's a million of us. Tr- no, 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 there's not a trillion of us. There's me and there's you. So it's both in terms of quantity. It's a kind of creates the quantity. Bays and Reish are now two. They're not one. But also, what are they? I am a Bays. I'm a Reish. We don't look alike. And we're not going to look alike. They're Echeretz. Boundaries. And it's essential to creation. I am I and you are you. Both in terms that there's two of us and it's not only us. There's an I and there's a you. I and thou. Or there's a you and there's an I. Mm -hmm. 
So now let's go further. Vihine. It's like, I don't know, Mamash, the middle of the page, the line starts, As the vessels and the sparks descend from his presence, the more descent, the more division, the more fragmentation and diversity, and the more ribui, the more numbers. The less the descent, the less the distance from what we call Atmos Hamatzel from Hashem, the less the distance, the separation, the sense of separateness won't be so strong. Because the closer you are to sensing the source, the more you have two experiences, Bittel and Achdos. Bittel is the lack of separateness, the bittel, the nullification of the I as separate, and therefore the unity with all else and with the source of all. And the more the vessels and the sparks distance are distanced in identity, the more division, the more fragmentation, the more separation, and ribui. The more multitudes, the more there's increasing different, the, 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 the more there is. Vinimtsa, thus, the moment the vessels and the sparks hit what we would call rock bottom, they hit Asiya, which is the lowest world. Not Bri, Bri is also Shvir Sakela. Yitzir is also Shvir Sakela. But the moment they hit Asiya, Aza, Nasa, Pirudva, Ribui, Biyosa. Here, the division and the fragmentation, and the enormous quantity accelerate to unique numbers. I almost feel that explaining this is like violating, uh, <laughs> violating the words. <clears throat> so what would the world look like without Shvir Sakelem? <laughs> Can you experience that? I mean, I could talk about it. The question is, can you experience it? There was no Shvir Sakela. What would the world look like? Yeah, okay, good question. Ah? Huh? is after Shvir Sakela. I'm sorry. Eilam Abri is already Shvir Sakela. It's not like Asiya, but... So the truth is, we go back to the Marshall. Uh, but what, what, do, what does that mean? It would be exactly the same world. That's my point. That Shvir Sakalim is not like a cataclysmic explosion. It would be exactly the same world. It's a switch of vocabulary. It's a, it's a change of paradigm. It's a change of experience, which changes everything. Beis, Reish, Vav, Chav, when they're together or when they're separate, are exactly the same letters. You don't change the shape 
You don't change the sound. You don't change the pronunciation. Beis is beis, reish is reish, vav is vav, is vav. Baruch. I didn't change anything. It's exactly the same. The beis, the way it's part of a word, and the beis, the way it's not part of a word, it's exactly the same beis. On every level, in terms of numerology, in terms of shape, in terms of sound, in terms of meaning. But everything is different. What's the difference? The difference is the base when it's part of Baruch. You say, imagine you take the base, say, come, I'm making words. I'm writing the word Baruch. But no, 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 individuality, <laughs> democracy, freedom. If I'm not going to, this is codependence. You want to control me? <laughs> this doesn't exist. I have to be on my own. I'm not, I already suffered from too much codependence in my house. I have issues with confidence. I am not going there. <laughs> but the truth is, what happens to the base when it becomes part of Reish Vav Chav? Huh? It becomes part of, huh? yeah. it's actually fulfilled. What's the function of letters? The function of letters of Isis is to be able to convey ideas and experiences of life. I found it interesting that all the, from all the words he could have used, he uses the word Baruch. He could have used any word. Could have used the word Bereshus. It's the first word of Chumash. Right? Could have used any word. Could have used the word S, Hashamayim, Vesaritz. But the Balatanya chose from all the words to use the word Baruch. Why? You could speculate. My speculation would be to talk about blessing, blessing Jews, blessing people. So you have to give a marshal uses the word Baruch. It's just a lesson of where a person's mind is. Just instinctively, you have to choose a word. Some people use, will find the word klala. You can also use that word. It works. Kof, lamed, lamed, hey. Some people will find the word baruch. It's just an instinctive, uh, subconscious expression. Just uh, in parentheses. So, what happens here? The base and the ration of over the chaf remain the same, but two things. Number one, the base and the resh are not anymore considered separate letters. What do I mean? Of course they're considered separate letters. If they wouldn't be separate, you wouldn't have a word baruch. But what it means is the definition of the base and the resh is what? A conveyor of a word. When I'm reading the word baruch, when you hear me say the word baruch, you don't hear a base and a resh. You hear baruch. So four letters are conveying one concept called a blessing. So first of all, the four turn into one, not by obliterating their individuality. If you would obliterate their individuality, you wouldn't have a word. Ba, 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 is not baruch. I'm saying you need the four letters to convey this. But the four are different, and yet they're completely not different. They're one. Why are they one? Because they are kalim for the oir. Because they see themselves as vessels for their oir, we see them that way. So therefore, two things happen. First of all, four are not experienced as four, they're experienced as one. And the identity of each of them doesn't contradict the other. On the contrary, they experience themselves as one entity. What would the world look like without Shrita Sakalam? If you have four letters, Bez, Rej, Vav, Chav, we call DNA letters. Every living organism has a DNA. The DNA is incredible in its term of ribui. How much? 
They say if you would be a scroll and you would be able to open it up, it would fit, it would fill the height of the Empire State Building three times. And that's the code that's in your cell, which is microscopic. That's how much, if, 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 if you would want to decipher it with letters and read it. So the whole world is, is, is oisius, it's DNA. But without Shvira Sakalim, we would look at ourselves, we would look at everybody else, everything else, and what would we feel? Achtos. Einoid Mulvade. What's that Einoid Mulvade? Einoid Mulvade is there's only oneness. I, there's you and I. But in Baruch, the you and the I may be very different. But when you sense that oil, when you sense the light, so therefore you become a keli for the oil. So it's not many anymore, it's one, and it's not many types. It's one essence that's being conveyed, even if for that I have to be a base and you have to be a resh. Shvira Sakalim changed that completely. What Shvira Sakalim says is, and it's really just a, it's just, it's just a prescription of the glasses. It's just if I could see the reish near the base or not. Or my glasses cut me off after the base. They just cut me off, so all I could see is this. There are people who have glasses of Olam Hatzilus. There's glasses of Bria, there's glasses of Yitzhiz, glasses of Asi. What's the difference of the glasses? Same base. But what I feel, what I experience is, first of all, there's Ribui. There's so much. It's not anymore us. There's so much. There's one and two and three and four and five, and each one is separate, distinct. The closer you go back to the source, the less ribui, the less period, the more achdos. The further you go away from the source and consciousness, the more period, the more achdos. The more you sense the source, the oneness, so mamish in the source, there's complete no separateness. When there's a shvira sakalim, depends how much it's shattered. The closer it is to the source, the less will be period, the less rechuk, the less ribuy. The further from the source, the more period and the more ribuy. Ah, yeah. Can you live in the early basis and still be as close to the source? We'll soon see. We'll talk about that. And in many ways, you have here a description of some of the symptoms of what we call today trauma. Which usually results in a very acute and profound sense of isolation. There's a space of loneliness, of solitariness that I operate in. And I can't get out of because of a traumatic event, a traumatic experience, a series of traumatic events, whether subtle or very powerful or very intense. Could be many, many sources for it and manifestations in so many ways. But often a very common denominator is that I'm completely on my own. And I'm on my own, maybe not physically, I may be surrounded by a lot of people and have a lot of acquaintances. But existentially, I am completely alone in the universe. And I can't even imagine survival out of that place. This is the place where, this is the only place I know for survival. 
And sometimes a person doesn't even realize that that's what they're dealing with. Because this is the only vocabulary they know. This is the only attitude that they have in life. They don't even, they may not even know that they're dealing with this. And essentially all trauma comes from a shvira sakela. A shvira sakela means that the natural, cardinal, innate relationships that vibrate through the universe are shattered in my imagination. And because they're shattered in my imagination, so you could talk to me from today till tomorrow about a different reality. It's not my experience anymore. My experience is I'm completely alone. I'm mamash alone. Anybody relates to what I'm saying? And it's very, very deep. It's, it's, it's very serious. It's a very, very intense. And it's almost like a switch. It's, it's like, it's a switch. Shvira Sakalem again doesn't have to look very dramatic. It can, it could look very dramatic. <laughs> it could. And it could be like that one cataclysmic event that created that explosion where everything was shattered. All relationships were shattered. All trust was shattered. All connection was shattered. All attachment was shattered. That's what shattered means. Really, in a world of no shver sakelem, there's complete oneness. Humanity is one. The planet is one. The cosmos is one. We're all one. And one doesn't mean codependence. One doesn't mean that my nose has to look like your nose, or my brain is your brain. Bays and rage don't look the same. Oneness can be experienced in complete diversity. But diversity doesn't mean fragmentation and division. Diversity means like a bays and a resh. But there's absolute oneness. What does it mean to have a real relationship with God? You speak about living with God, oneness with God. What does it really mean? What does it mean? So the Balatanya here gives the klal. The closer one is to a divine consciousness, the more they can experience the oneness in the world the closer you could become to another person emotionally. The more you can experience oneness in yourself. <laughs> the more you can experience the harmony in yourself. Not because you don't have a lot of forces in you. Of course you have a lot of forces. You have a lot of voices. But you could see everything as one keli. <laughs> as letters of one keli. So the air comes through it. And the air is one. Bemela they're working together. That becomes their definition. Their definition becomes a definition of oneness because they're conveying that light. The more shvira, the more shattered, the more separateness. The less unity within myself and the less experience of unity with another and ultimately with the world, with the planet. It's not just with another person. It's ultimately with the world, with the cosmos. So the, the the higher we go, higher we go, I mean higher, I don't mean physically higher. The higher we go mean the less I'm affected by the shattering, the more I experience oneness. The more I'm affected by the shattering, the less I experience oneness. When there's a complete shattering in my life, in the world of Asiya, the Kalim really hit, boom, and they, they broke. Now, there's the jungle. 
there's experience of the jungle inside of me and outside of me. This is a world of war. It's a world of violence. Huh? Survival. And the definition of survival is me, myself, or my own, my own little group, which is also part of myself. My family, my tribe, my community. But it's always in terms of me versus you. Always in terms of me versus you. You mentioned marriage. I wasn't thinking of going there, but since you mentioned me, so you forced me to give that marshal. Somehow it's a marshal that everybody understands. I don't know why, but whatever. We'll figure that out. There's two type. You see, there's two types of marriage. I don't know if you can call them two types of marriages, but the two, there's two types of married couples. The way they operate. One is in a language of shvirus akelim, and one is a language pre shvirus akelim. What's the language of a marriage in shvirus akelim when they're sitting on the couch in front of the rabbi, in front of their therapist, in front of their coach, in front of a friend? What's the language of shvirus akelim? You think between a couple, post shvira and pre shvira, huh? <laughs> The, the whole the whole language changes. The whole language changes. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Maybe you have different experiences. It's not a steer. <laughs> now, now. And this is not about words. It's not even about ideas. It's about experience. I may be a very nice person. A husband may be a very fine person. A wife may be a very nice person. It's not about the words you use. You could use very nice words. I'm talking about your real inner experience. Ultimately, do I experience you as my steerer? Right? Zelo umaze, you are my competition. That's how I'm experiencing. And, and, and that may be an experience. And that experience is a direct product of Shvira Sakela. And I have to work that through because it's coming from somewhere. It's not a fake experience. You can't just tell a person you're such a selfish, horrible person, right? You can ask the therapists who are sitting here, what would happen if a couple would walk in, the husband would say something, the wife would say, oh, therapist, even if he's thinking that, turns to him and says, you're just a narcissistic, disgusting person. Give me my check and get out of my office. <laughs> you're not going to work with somebody. Why are you not going to work with them? You may be right. But there's a process here. There's a process that brought a person to this experience. It doesn't justify obnoxious behavior. But if a person is experiencing something, you have to be able to deal with that experience. If you want to help them come to a deeper or more enlightened or loving or compassionate place of, of harmony and peace. And Shreya Sakelem never happens first with other people. It first happens with yourself. And as a result, it translates in my relationships with everybody else, including first and foremost with the relationships of the people who are around you most, both in terms of time and in terms of uh, intimacy. So the klal of the more divine consciousness, the more oneness. The less divine consciousness, the less oneness. Why? It's almost simple mathematics. The definition of the divine is ein oid mulvadai. There's nothing outside of this one truth. So if I'm in touch with that, I'm experiencing oneness. The more I'm in touch with it, the more I'm open to that. The less I'm in touch with it, the more I'm closed off from that reality. And the further I am in terms of consciousness and awareness, 
the further I am from that reality. In the world of Asiya, the Shvir Sakalim really reaches a crescendo. It's clear? Rabbi Litzman, what's not clear? <laughs> you can relate to Shvir Sakalim or pre Shvir Sakalim. Which one can you relate to? Thinking about, you know, somebody says in Hayom, what do you Hasidus accomplish? We are not alone, we are one family. Yeah. It's a Machzadik as the Balatanya, what Hasidus accomplished. We feel like one family. I knew I knew that the problem that you didn't relate to was post Kayla. I knew that was the issue. Okay, well, there's a lot of medications available to experience Shvidas Akalim if you dafka want to go to that place. There's a lot of things available. I can introduce you to certain people. I can introduce you to certain events. And Shvidas Akalim will become very uh, realistic. Huh? Okay, the verse Lebanon Kedusha. Zaldir Verlzain. Yeah. Very well. Eseloi Ezer Kenegda, yeah? What does Yeah, I, I didn't mean Levade doesn't mean just physical company. You could be sitting on an airplane or in an airport with 50,000 people, but you're alone. And you could be on the couch with your spouse, but you're alone. And you could be with friends and acquaintances and people you grew up with and neighbors and a hundred cousins at a Hanukkah party, but you're still alone. You're broken. I don't mean you. I mean the person is broken. They don't see it that way. Remember, Shvir Sakalim, I don't tell myself I'm broken because if I tell myself I'm broken... I'm already not so broken. You know what I mean? The Bayes finds a new identity. The Bayes doesn't say, oh, I need to go back to Baruch. <laughs> That's already not so broken. Yeah? That's already the awareness that you're broken. In other words, it's not where you belong. In real Shvira, the Bayes redefines its identity. It works very, very hard to make a sensible, logical structure from isolation, which is real trauma. It almost works. <laughs> it almost works. I almost build a castle of a house of cards. You know, I build, I build an infrastructure for my problems. You know what I mean? I turn it almost into a philosophy. What's the problem of a lot of ideas and philosophies? Not that they're foolish, that they become self-respecting philosophies. It's like you're acting out of pain, so just acknowledge it. No, no, I'm not acting out of pain. <laughs> this is the actual right way to live. And that's a different level of Shreya Sakalim. You typhus what I'm saying or not? Why can't you be alone but not lonely? Yeah, alone but not lonely is a different thing. We're not talking about alone but not lonely. I'm talking about lonely. You have to be alone. There's a place of, of aloneness. As I told you, the Bays and the Reish don't, don't look alike. 
You understand? If the base says, I don't want to be alone. I want to uh, melt away in your presence. You're not going to have Baruch anymore. For the earth to come through this keli, the keli has to be whole. And you can't, you can't obliterate any letter. By obliterating a letter, you're not helping Achtos. Very important. You understand? By obliterating letters, you don't say it's going to be more unity. Let's just leave a race. <laughs> yeah. Somebody once told me the best solution for marital strife is, yeah, not getting married. Yeah, so why don't you encourage that? He says, why don't you encourage people to do that? There won't be any strife. Yeah, so it's like saying, let the rage be alone, get rid of the base, the vav and the chaf, and we'll have einoid mulvadai. That's not einoid mulvadai. That's the ultimate trauma. The base and the rage, vav and chaf, don't have to be alone. They're together. But they're together, they become a keli for the earth. So you don't eliminate one in order to create that unity. If you're doing that, it means you're actually not in that place. It means you're in a place of complete fear. So the only way I can deal with the base is by, by killing you. There's a t-shirt. Somebody once told me they saw. I'm very easy to get along with once you learn to worship me. Right? What's that? If everybody worships me, I'm very easy to get along with. It's Einoid Mulvadi. <laughs> not Einoid Mulvadi. Einoid Mulvadi. Which is not, which is not oneness even with myself. It's a form of control. Because it's actually a lack of oneness. I'm completely not in control, so I have to control. What is the goal? Shvira Sakhalim didn't happen in one day. And you want the Tikkun to happen in five minutes? The first goal is to become aware. <laughs> Of the Indian of Shreya Sakhalim. And then there is the process of, uh, now Shreya Sakhalim wasn't a mistake. <laughs> it's not like God said I had a really bad day today and all the Kalim broke. Shreya Sakhalim is not a mistake. It's so, it's so uh, fundamental to our life. It's, it's important. But then there is where the avoid of a person comes in. This is the revolution to which the Jewish people were summoned. When you speak about God's chosen people, what does it mean? So the Alter Rebbe in this Maimah is going to explain what that means. The Jewish people were summoned to be able to come into a world which is completely impacted by Shreya Sakhalim and inspire a new state of consciousness, which is the essence of all of Judaism, as the Maimah will continue to explore and we'll explore Beis Hashem tomorrow, 7 o'clock. Have a wonderful day. Ah? It's not just fixing it. It's, it's more dramatic than that. If you're just fixing it, you didn't have to break it. Right? If you just want to fix it, don't break it. So you don't have to fix it. It's more than fixing. Ah? It begins with, it's, it's, of course it's a state of mind. It's a sta- always a state of mind. Yeah. It begins in a state of mind, yeah. The whole Shreya Sakhalim is a state of mind. It's not God took a hammer and started to break letters. You understand? It's the same DNA. It's the same DNA. It's just the glasses I wear. The prescription. You understand? There's a prescription of uh, the Alter Rebbe. When you look at the world, there's another prescription. That's all, it's all about a prescription. It's called a vantage point.
perspective. Yeah. Ah, his father was Baruch. You're right. His father's name was Baruch. So maybe it's a form of Kibodav. Rashi, Amr Abitzchuk, the first Rashi. Very good. Sucks good. Yeah, I forgot. How do you explain the steps? Good question. Good question. Either you're broken or you're not broken. Excellent question. So why is there Bria, Yitzira, Asiya? Either you're in or you're out. Okay, that needs a little Hasbro. In, in the marshal of Baruch, it doesn't exist. Either you're in or you're out. If you put base here, you put it there, you put it there, it's not... Yeah. Right. right. We'll explain. It was essential, Yeah. Because otherwise he was lonely. Yeah, yeah. Shreya Sakelem was essential to create to create otherness. Exactly. Otherwise he lonely for Yeah, yeah. Without Shreya Sakelem, Einoid Mulvadoi, Remains just the rule without anything else. <laughs> you can't experience it. Yeah. There's no experience of Ened Movant. Yeah. yeah. So why do we want to be in the sack? It's not that we want to be in the in it. It's just uh, uh, we want to experience what it means connect to be broken and what it means to be reunited. All the mystical journeys that people are on, everything, they're just looking for. Ain't sure for their mind. Shem Yechud. Shem I don't see it as losing your identity. You actually... You, you're aligned with your true identity. <laughs> What's a base? What's the function of a base? By itself or together? It's not meant to be alone. Together you bring out the beauty of the base. You actually shine much more because you're able to accomplish. You say your identity is even Think of the jigsaw puzzle. Right. You take a piece, you say, I'm not giving up my identity. <laughs> and you hang it up in your dining room. It's a piece. You take the puzzle and you hang it up. It's a piece of art. So the piece doesn't lose itself. On the contrary, it's a lot. It shines more. Yeah. Somebody will say, I think I'm going to amputate my hand. I don't want it to be part of the whole brain thing. I don't want it to be... My hand has its own chashivas. <laughs> what happens to the hand? A dead piece of flesh that decomposes. When the hand is under the control of the brain, what happens? It's a li- you're by It's yourself, one. You actually don't have an identity. Basically. You do, you do. It's not... When you're when you're lonely and traumatized, yeah. It's that feeling, but you still have that vibration of, of, of Well, oneness is true, so you're never really cut off. Well, you're never really cut off. But the point here is that the achtus doesn't obliterate identity. On the contrary, it aligns you. With, with who you really are. You're not just together, that's who you really are. Since Einaid Mulvade, so this is your, 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 your real mohos. The function of a hand is that it's part of a body, it's part of a living organism. It's not competing with the stomach and the leg and the pancreas and the heart, it's not competing. Yeah. 
th- its problem is that it sees itself as separate. That's part of the shvira. Part of the shvira is that I struggle with this. I'm separate, I'm not separate. Who am I? Am I going to lose myself? In pre-shvira, I don't see myself as separate. You understand what I'm saying? Most people are in a deep shvira sakim. They want just some of them commit suicide. Because they want to die. They don't want to have anything to do with it. They can't yeah. find themselves back into yeah. this world. Yeah. Yeah. So, for ultimate peace, ultimate yeah. unity with yeah. the universe, it's just uh, not in their yeah. perspective, not yeah. in their vision. Yeah. I must say. It's a very lonely place. Hanging around with your heaven, hanging around with your surroundings, it doesn't necessarily mean that. Yeah, of course, there's a place. Yeah, he's saying, what about the idea of people choose their their chavura, their base madrish, places where they like to daven or learn or hang out with people? Yeah. So that's a very valuable sense in the point that a person feels that there's a place where they're, where they're growing and they're being challenged and people understand them and relate to them. There's nothing, uh. In real, in real thinking, you should be able to go anywhere. Yeah, the, the thing is, if it becomes, if you become stuck there. Instead of therapist, you go for Because you don't want change. Yeah, if I defy any change, and I, I always, it's, it's always, a, it's always a distinction you make. A person goes home at night because they feel comfortable at home. It's a blessing. <laughs> they don't have to run away. They have a place they call home. We we cherish that. There's places that bring out the best in you. People who make you feel comfortable, people who you appreciate, you respect, you enjoy. That's not that's, that's, uh, that's, uh, I don't have to change my chavrusa every day. <laughs> I'm, as, I'm, I'm not asking for knowledge. I'm asking if you have a certain place which does not bring out the best of you, does that mean working yourself and try to go back? Okay, so that depends on a lot of uh, that depends on your mindset. Uh, what's the relationship? Uh, how toxic it is? Uh, you know how, where you're coming from. <laughs> a lot of stuff used to be toxic, and it's not so toxic. Maybe untoxic. Is it toxic by yourself or it's toxic by the day? So, does that And what really, what your role can be there? You know, just to go there to be miserable and make everybody else miserable is Nishka Mitzvah. The question is, am I serving a benefit? For me, for them, for all of us. You know, if I'm going with a mindset of what you would call, uh, there's a mission here, there's something positive here. Ashlichis, call it Ashlichis, a mission, something. Um, This class is brought to you by the yeshiva.net. Please help us continue the classes. Make even a small contribution at www.theyeshiva.net slash donate.